welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about jumping answers, empty answers, and uh, straight up wrong ones too. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on the podcast, we are still on the phone. And that's a lot of fun. It's so, it's so, so great. I'm loving it. I've been thinking about this every week where I think it was like the first episode where we had to do it over the phone. And you were like, yeah. I don't know if you said it on the podcast or if you said it after, but you were like, do you think we're going to have to do this whole book on the phone? <laughs> and I was like, dang, probably. And here we are today, this week, we are going to cover chapters 20 through 25 of Fate of the Jedi Book 2, Omen, to finish it off. How about that? Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to finish it off. I wish I could. I wish it wasn't over the phone, but I'm still super excited about we're, we're yeah. done the book. Yeah, me and you and the rest of the world still wishing that, except for all the idiots that are out and about. But that's not for here nor there. This week, yeah, I can't believe this, though. Uh, this is our 11th book. Nine in yeah. the first series. This is book two. So this is our 11th book that we're finishing, man. Yeah, we are. That's just, I don't know. You know, it's not a ton to read over the course of, a, of almost two years. But it's a lot to talk about, okay? You should see and, my binders. And... It has been a year and a half. That's a commitment. Right? We pat ourselves there, on the back for that people, a lot. There are grown-ass adults that don't have relationships that have lasted that long. Well, this is a special relationship, Tim. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Because we just sit down and talk about our favorite Star Wars books. Like I said this yeah, week, we... we're going to finish book 11, chapters 20 through 25. Which is more than normal. We usually only do four extra content for you this week. But first, bum bum bum. Previously, on Forever Cannon, the Solos' Jedi escort gets weird at the circus. Leia and Jaina save the day, and Han wants the frip out. Luke and Ben help armadillo aliens gather artifacts. And Dala has come for the secret in the Jedi basement. Just like that, you're caught up. Those are your headlines from last week's episode of Forever Canon News. And this week, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, this week we start with Chapter 21 at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, right where we left off last time. Dala has arrived to meet with Hamner. She and Dorvin head into the temple. They meet with Grandmaster Hamner and the Solos, all three of them. A short meeting, by the way, considering what it yeah, seemed it like. We were... Go ahead. Yeah, it didn't take long. It was it was to the point for sure. No, yeah, it seemed like we were stepping into a major shitstorm, but it was just a short meeting. And the gist of it being this. Number one, Jaina is grounded for two weeks for kidnapping. Number two, yeah. Dala wants to arrest everybody, but settles for having access to the basement. And number three, the Jedi will publicly apologize and have an interview with Javis Tear. Questions. I have questions. Yeah. Number one, why Javis Tear? Why is Dala throwing this guy a bone? And probably because he's been so up in the 
in everyone's business. Yeah, like she knows it's he's already it. under their skin, right? Yeah. Maybe especially Jaina. But And maybe maybe she's only choosing him because he is the most annoying to the Jedi. Right. He's the exact he's the exact person to get the reaction that she's hoping to get or something like that. But I yeah, can't just I can't believe that she just so easily lets go the idea that they're going to get Seth Helen and not to a one. Like she walks in there with the, I don't know, with the intention of leaving with two sick Jedi and Han Solo goes, now you got two, they got two. And then it's all fucking cool. What? That was, that, that seemed really flimsy to me, man. They lied yeah, to you. Was- it they broke weird. the law, and Han Solo goes, no, 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 it's fine. And then it's fine? You well, got two, they got two. And then, I don't I don't know. Dalla's like, yeah, but I could just arrest you guys and take him. And then they threaten her, well, not threaten her, but they, uh, they point out how you don't want to be looking like the Empire, right? Yeah. And then that backs her off? I don't know, man. I thought that was really flimsy. Or maybe it I'm was just, weird. Maybe I'm just disconnected to Dalla, where this is now a few things where I, I feel like she should be more hard and ruthless, but she's got an assistant with a pocket hamster. You know? Yeah. And she's like, two plus two equals fair. Han Solo said so. Maybe I'm disconnected <laughs> from her, but it to, to me, that feels so... That feels weak. That feels like a... a a soft justification for her. She has, she has absolutely no reason to give up her request. They have no leverage. They did all the things wrong. They're the ones going crazy, but yeah, it's just, all right. She's like, all right, as long as we get to come in here any goddamn time we want, which is a pretty good deal. That's like that's something that no one's ever really been allowed before. No, and it's definitely something that you can flex publicly, right? Like, make sure Javis Tears down there with a camera at eleven thirty at night when we storm in there with a couple of guards and stroll right into the temple like unaccosted or something like that. Yeah, know, because but... she did say any time, right. night or day. Right. Sure, but this conversation did not go how I expected. I thought she'd just walk in there and smash the Jedi and they would have to, you know, like they would have to deny her, her deny her request for, I don't know, a reason instead of two and two is even. I don't know. The conversation did not go the way I thought it was going to go. No. Yeah. It has to, it was, it was like, yeah, it's fair and it makes a kind of sense, but. It, she it read like she was backed into a corner when she really wasn't. No, she had all the trump cards, and she's the president yeah. of the galaxy. Anyway, we move on to Moff Leckerson's residence on Coruscant for about four seconds, where Moff Vanson and Moff Leckerson are planning to use Javis Tear after seeing his big day with the circus mess and the hidden Jedi expose, and then his exclusive interview, the two of them see him on TV and they go, we can use this guy to manipulate him to our, I don't know, means, ends, our ends, our goals. Yeah, they, 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 hey, 
they're on the phone. Hey, have you seen the news? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Let's let's get this guy to work for us. Yep, and that's it. And we cut to Jaina's quarters in the Jedi Temple, where not only is Jaina grounded, she has to do chores. And boo-hoo-hoo, she's complaining about how tired she is after doing dishes and laundry. Yeah. Excuse me, but shut the fuck up, you magic have an ass. Are you kidding me? Are you also you're you're a trained soldier. Like you are an athletic war machine. Oh god, I'm so tired from dishes and laundry. So tired that she plans to just go back to her bunk and crash, right? Which I thought yeah. was like a little bit of mirroring of our Sith apprentice Vestara, maybe. She was saying exactly the same thing last time we saw her. I'm going to be so tired from training every day that I'm just going to go to my bed and, and pass out. Well, Jane is so tired from chores. Sword of the Jedi. But she doesn't get to crash. Because her boyfriend has snuck into her room. Dude, she's grounded. Yeah. She's going to get in so much trouble. Uh, this whole this whole thing did have like a I don't know their whole relationship during these books has like a a teenager uh, sneaky type of vibe right because they're they don't want anybody to know that the head of the galactic empire and the head of not the head but the sword of the Jedi are you know together they don't want anybody to know they're trying to keep their relationship a secret yeah or or they just don't want to make it well public like yeah, the best I can think of is, um, like, um, what is it? The, Facebook official? The, the, the prince there and his wife there, that they, they're never in the news. Well, yeah, except for she can't keep her fucking face out of the news, so scratch that. She tries. <laughs> but this uh, them the whole time, throughout all the books, they have, like, this little the behind-your-parents-back teenage tryst sort of thing going on. And so, of course, he sneaks into her room while she's grounded. And he's got a romantic candlelit dinner set up. And he asks her to marry him. What? Did this come out of left field for you? A little bit, but it also, as I was reading it through, it does kind of track as far as their whole relationship goes. They don't, it's not, I think it would be different if it was her and Zach. Zach would have been a little more like... I don't know. Jag gives a good explanation, though, when he says, Jaina, I love you for who you are. I have for a long time. I have absolutely no desire to curtail, impede, cripple, modify, or thwart you in any way. There is my detailed argument for this formal union. What do you think of the proposition? So and then romantic. Jaina goes on to say, so, so precise, so jag. And I... I did. I like. I I did like this proposal where he's like, I didn't know that. I didn't. Jaina didn't catch on right away that he was talking about. Hey, let's get married. He was. He was speaking in like uh, in like metaphor at first, right? Mm-hmm. A, a preposition. A proposition between the power. Two powerful. Uh, whatever forces in the galaxy. Or whatever the fuck he was saying. And then she's like, Wait a minute. Are you talking about me and you? And I was like, Wait a minute. Is he talking about you and you? because <laughs> I mean the first two books have just been them like oh we got to go out for dinner one time oh we never get to spend any time together oh you're being followed by a reporter all the time and blah 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 you know what I mean mm-hmm. not to say 
I don't know that it didn't seem serious, but this seems like a big step. Not that it's undeserved, but she jumps on his lap and bam, they're engaged. That's it. That, there's our jump in answer. And I'm glad that you brought him up because my question is, where is Zach? He's been gone for two years. And Jaina is now engaged. He's going to be upset. Chapter 22, Aboard the Jade Shadow, where Luke is sleeping. This is my my favorite Star Wars theme, really. Uh, he's it, been, it's full of... It, his, at least his dreams are full of action. Well, he's been asleep more than anybody. <laughs> it's it's like a constant thing for him. It's like he's getting vision in, in his sleep or he's getting attacked in his sleep or he's getting woken up out of his sleep by a creep in his bed or something like that. But here he is having a snooze and he's having bad dreams. But it's not dreams. He's being attacked by an absent in the force Ang T armadillo alien. He can't feel the thing in the force, but it's trying to get him. It doesn't because he's Luke Skywalker. And then, yeah. T- yeah, yeah, again, no threat for him. And then Tadar Roa arrives for flow walking class with Ben and then decides coming upon this new information that this assassination attempt means that Luke and Ben must go to the uh, previously mentioned last week, embrace where all their artifacts are kept. Even though they might not, even though they're, they're probably not ready, it's time for them to go because they might get killed, I guess. Yeah, or tensions are getting too high. They can't uh, afford to wait or something. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> tension, I mean, the whole thing is the tension is, is, is within their society, right? Half mm-hmm. of them, half of them believe that, um, ha- half of them believe in fate and half of them believe in free will now due to a prophet. And the prophet died, and then now nobody knows what's happening. So there's a, a giant fracture in their culture, and it's apparently gotten so bad that somebody's going to try and assassinate Luke Skywalker in his sleep. Maybe he should wake up every once in a while. But it's time to go to the embrace, whether you're ready or not. So they go hiking through the mountains for three days. But nothing interesting happens during that time, so we don't hear about it. Because we got to wrap this book up, right? Yeah, and ra- that, that was a good writing choice. Don't Hey, they walked for miles, and then they I mean, at least it wasn't walked. a half an hour, and then a half yeah, an hour. It, it wasn't a half hour later. No, like, that's true. Sure, but at the same time, it was right at this moment where I was like, why are we skipping a three-day journey across an alien unexplored alien planet we're we're just totally skipping that journey and it was from this point on this whole ending feels rushed to me rushed 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 even now retroactively to the last chapter this all seems like a big fat fucking rush to me and and we'll touch on it more as we go but we skipped a three-day ad- adventure on an undiscovered alien planet. Not undiscovered. L- barely explored. Alien planet with alien culture and plants and animals, right? Well, the walk I was okay with skipping. I'm just saying, man, something could have happened. But we're in a hurry. So they hike through the mountains for three days. They pass through a crack in a cliff. 
head through a room of glowing rainbow rocks and into a cavern full of piles of junk. Like a fucking giant garbage dump. It's all the artifacts. Mm-hmm. These people are not allowed to touch the artifacts. So they're not sorted. They're not well handled. They're just in piles of junk. Yeah, it, it, what is, Ben actually says, it looked like they walked into a junkyard. Yeah. Luke Dole. I think he, go ahead. I think he says something almost exactly along those lines. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And Luke, though, does point out that the whole place feels like it's, like, suffused with uh, with force energy. Like, like goodness, mostly. But kind of more neutral or something like that. Either way, the whole place is full of force energy. Wouldn't you know it? Chapter 23, Inside the Embrace. Where Ben asks Luke, what are we looking for? And Luke says, I don't know, but we'll know, you know? We'll know when we see it. Yeah. Vague force stuff. Come on, man. Don't you know Don't you know how this shit works by now, Ben? We never know what we're doing until it's the time to do it. And then we're like, that's the right thing to do. Which... You should know your dad doesn't tell anybody anything. Yeah, which kind of makes a good case for Dala. Not trusting the Jedi. Uh, oh, sorry. We can't tell you what the right thing is to do until we come across it in the moment most of the time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, they don't know what they're looking for. No idea. But he does say, as they're handling all the items, that each one of them in the heaps, in heaps of items, has the imprint of the Force on it. And it got me thinking of, like, D&D, right? And are there any magic items in Star Wars? You know what I mean? Like, uh, is, there, is there any force wizard that has imbued items with force magic? Like, like is there like a, like a wand of force lightning or a cloak of dead brain? You know what I'm saying? Not, not so much. Not like that. But I know, but why not? And maybe there could be. Maybe there's secret aliens out here somewhere in this weird corner of the galaxy that are filling force energy into a necklace of force uh, grip, which is the worst name for choking somebody to death. Yeah, it's terrible. But I don't know. That would be cool as fuck, right? I know they do. There are things imbued with force energy, but it's not like specific. Yeah, like it's that. not like they cast a specific spell. I know. But yeah. even still, it's like so, I don't know, it seems like an unexplored dimension of like the Star Wars universe, like uh, narratively, where, uh, I, I don't know, I've never even heard of anybody in any stories trying to make something magic with the Force, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, want, I just wondered, I was like, could it even be done? Anyways, I digress. That was just all, that was all sidetrack thought there. When we... We uh, finally, in case you don't remember, when we first, Ben was telling us the rundown of what these Ang-T are about, he was talking about how they have, like, weird time-bending powers, right? Yeah. Well, we finally get some of that. Some time-bending weirdness when Luke is so bored he can't tell if minutes or hours have gone by. How about that for time-bending? Yeah. Sorting through all this heaps of shit is so boring. Luke Skywalker can't keep track of time. Not quite what I had imagined, but all right. 
That was yeah, emphasized this, earlier on, right? Was Am I crazy? This is the part that I, that how you were saying, felt rushed and all that. This is the part where I was like, they can explain these things. Yeah. What's going on in this room? No, but they don't. And so it's so, so boring for Luke and Ben until Luke finds a shiny metal pyramid. And what could it be? I don't know. As we cut to the outer rim present day and right away when you get the present day we know who we're talking to in the present day with Vistara so that she can remember the past two years and the past two years of ship teaching the Sith everything they need to know them returning to the stars to pirate and scavenge and rebuild the omen and from there pillage and conquer their own fleet one ship at a time And at this section of the book, she says nearly a dozen in two years. Later, she'll contradict herself and say nearly two dozen just days later. But all right. They they had a big mission. They did. And they, they did a lot of work over these two years. And a lot changed. And the two years changed Vestara, too. 16 now. She had transformed from a girl who yearned to become a Sith master to a highly respected apprentice from an innocent who had never taken a life or even dealt a severe injury to an accomplished killer who had slain dozens by all methods imaginable. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought she was, when she was 14, I thought she was badass. I yeah. thought she was like, now she's an actual Sith apprentice and they have an actual mission. So they've been up to some shit. Yeah, she's uh, I she's heading into Mara ter- territory. Yeah, she's well, I mean, she's a badass young woman, but she's also a serial yeah. killer. Yes, absolutely. She's got no remorse. <laughs> no, none. But that's because, you know, they it's their destiny and all that stuff. It's just like how the Europeans had no remorse about, you know, killing all the Native Americans. This is our this is our spot, bitch. We're supposed to have it. That's why we're here. I don't know. You're not supposed to have it. I don't know why you were here first. It's mine. That's why I'm here now. You just, you know, history just makes sense like that. But the two years, she's changed a lot. Now in the present, her master feels a strong presence. I think she feels it too. I think a lot of people feel it. A strong presence beaconing out in the force. And ship puts a name to it. Dun, dun, dun. Skywalker. Skywalker. And this is our first encounter between these Sith and the Jedi. Yeah. Is them getting this this massive force presence from Luke Skywalker. And then we cut to... Force touched. Yeah, we, we cut to Luke touched the pyramid metal thingy. And now he knows it's called the Codex. It cranked his power over 9,000. And he sensed something, quote, out of harmony. And it's coming from the Maw. Now. That's always a terrible, dangerous place. We've alluded to it and foreshadowed it enough every time that it comes up. But obviously something important is going on there. If Luke Skywalker just got a message of Force God, right? Essentially. 
Yeah. And what do you think is in the maw? That's where Dala just came from a couple years ago. What else could be in there that's so bad for the galaxy? Yeah, something, yeah, something that, uh, and I'm wondering, they, I guess they, it just amplified his power, right? It didn't, like, I was like, they sensed him. How come he didn't sense them? Right. Well, that was h- half of the point I was going to make was that he talks about how, yeah, it, it, like, cranked up his power to infinity. And so the Sith getting a sense of Luke Skywalker was him in super Saiyan mode mm-hmm. was him They're They're going to think he's way beyond powerful compared to what he actually is. Right. Yeah. So they're going to have extra people or whatever going after well, him. Or... Yeah. Like, are they going to over prepare and just crush him? <laughs> I don't know. It seems bad, but what, is coming from the maw what is out of harmony luke skywalker says man what the hell does that even mean well it sounds like out of harmony because it's all they're all jedi all about the harmony of the force and all that crap yeah rainbow mode just like the rocks but 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 what was that that is what that's what's twisting now that i'm thinking about that's what's twisting up all the uh all the Jedi that are going bonkers. What? Whatever's out in the maw? Whatever's out of balance. Or out whatever. of harmony? Yeah. Interesting. I want to know what the hell the Codex is. But we'll never know. Because yeah. they're not allowed to take it. Because he won't steal it. Because so they he's leave a it. nice guy. Yep. Fucking loser. Chapter 24. <laughs> the Ang-T <laughs> homeworld. It's not given a name. It's not given a name. Luke Skywalker didn't bother to ask. Neither did Jason. Neither did George Cardass. Neither did Ben. Nobody knows the name of this homeworld, and we don't get to either. Come on. We just get to name it ourselves. Come on. Yeah. It, well, if, if previous naming traditions <laughs> are any indication, it must be named Ang Ang Titi. <laughs> Luke and Ben return to the Ang-Ti, all of them, to tell them what they discovered from the artifacts. The Ang-Ti asks them to go feel them out and tell them what to do with their lives. And so Luke returns and tells them, no guidance was found. You're on your own. Wow. What a hero. And... Somehow, him coming out of here into this divided group of aliens who are so upset, one half of them, that they tried to kill him three days ago, four days ago. Him saying, I have no answers, you're on your own, is enough to stop the fighting. Yeah, they seem to relax a little bit. No, completely. Because... Tadar Rowe, like, thanks him and says, if it wasn't for you, we would still be fighting. And so... Yeah. What? The only thing I can think of that would make 
a sort of sense is that they they sent these guys in there to look at the artifacts from their gods or whatever, from those beyond the veil. Yeah. And so they came back and said, they're not there for you. That's the message we got. And they're like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. Now, what kind of poorly written society has a, their gods collapse in front of them and then confirmed they're already divided in half and battling, like bickering, battling with each other. And then the guy comes out and he goes, ah, no answer. Figure it out on your own. What, what does he say? What He says, you can make your own decisions. How does that stop the fighting? That's one of the groups. The argument is you can make your own decisions versus fate is predetermined. How does, how does that stop the fighting? Nonsense. It takes the, it takes the people that were in the other side in the predetermined or preordained part of it. And then we're like, Oh, okay. That, that, that just convinced them to have free will. Yes. And as we know about any passionate group, when confronted with very flimsy evidence, they often calm down. They just immediately flop. So this is another point <laughs> of me going, this is rushed. This is flimsy. You can make your own decisions. Saves the is, is solves their existential crisis for God's sakes. But uh, it, tearing the society apart. Yeah, right. Yeah, don't worry about it. And he's like, "Oh, hey, no answers though. Everybody's cool." Wink. You can make your own decisions, and he uses that on Ben too, over their whole flow walking, uh, falling out that they've been having. Tells him, you know what? You can make your own decisions too. Make your own decisions. Okay. That's that's the theme. That's that's the theme of the Ang Ang T adventure, dude. Make you can make your own decisions. They were yeah. so they were four days ago so upset that somebody tried to kill him. <laughs> he comes back from Mecca and goes, Hey, no answers there. And everybody's like, that's cool. See you guys later. You guys got to go, but everything's fine. We'll be fine. You're right. <laughs> when you say it like that, they're three days. They were just trying to kill him. And now they're fine. It's, uh, it makes it sound more ridiculous. It is so flimsy. They're having an existential crisis over free will versus fate. And then Grandmaster Genius Luke just says, hey, make your own decisions. Done. Check. Argument over. Not a great resolution to the subplot. At all, no. if you ask me. But we cut to, oh yeah, before we cut to, also, no real answers about Jason. Nope. Nope. Uh, he learned how to flow walk. Well, we already knew that. And uh, he, oh, he seemed like he was trying to learn things. We cut to Ben heading off to do his final flow walking exam. And he's got to be alone. He goes to sit near the teaching circle. He unfocuses his eyes because that's the key. And then he hears the voice of Jason Solo. Young, smiling, laughing, bright light that wants to help heal the universe. Ben calls him open, unguarded. And then Ben remembers that Jason killed and tortured people, which 
rips him sad and sobbing from the flow walk back into the present because Ben comes to the conclusion after having seen his cousin for a few moments that Jason's fall to the dark side and becoming Darth Kytus was inevitable. And again... Yeah, because of the, how he was talking, how he, like, he wanted he, the knowledge and how he wanted to get it and how he was saying things a certain yeah. way. And all that kind of stuff. Let me ask you a fucking question. What chapter did Ben Skywalker just read? Because... That exchange of him watching Jason talk to Tadar Rowe was all he said about it was good things. All he saw and felt were good things. And then the justification that we get for why Jason is a monster. This is, this is the justification that Ben gives us. The man Ben had just seen was a Jedi and an uncorrupted one. He was no wide-eyed innocent. Too much had been done to Jason Solo for that. But for all the pain he had endured, he was not dark. And yet the shadow was already upon him. In his questions, in his attitude. Not in the seeking of knowledge, nor even in the way he would use that knowledge. But in the drive to seek it. Okay, so once again, to repaint this scene, Jason is uncorrupted the darkness is not touching him he's laughing and joking with this alien smiling giving off good vibes but he's a really really bad guy because he wants knowledge to save the galaxy it's his his drive for the knowledge. The line is in. Is no, I, in I know the line is in there, but it's the same fucking thing every time. Of that is not what we're seeing. That's just what we're being told. We're not seeing. Uh, he doesn't even have. He doesn't have a dark look in his eyes. You know what I mean? He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't crease his brow. He doesn't get uh, make a line in his uh, tight lips or anything like that. It's just what you see versus what we're told to trust in the force. And for me, again, this, uh, he's a bad guy because he, because he's a bad guy because he, he doesn't understand how he can flow walk into the future. That's the only exchange that Ben sees, right? The guy's like, he's talking to the alien about how, what do you mean? I can flow walk to the future. Yoda says the future is always in motion. How can you go there? The answer is when you pick a spot, it becomes temporarily permanent and then things return to whatever they will or won't be. But well, there's one more part here uh, that Jason says um, that can come off a little bit, um, a little bit of a, a dictatorship. Like it's a, it, um, the galaxy, it needs order. And says healing and help, but it says the Jedi have the abilities that other people don't have. We need to do everything we can. And what? so I think that's the part that he's kind of. What of what he said was wrong? Says, what part of that was wrong, though? That's all correct. They're magic super wizards. Well, no, they that's should true, want but... to learn as much as possible to help and heal the galaxy, right? I don't. I just think like. I just think Ben is taking the information from the end of Jason's story and applying it to a spot where it's not being shown to us. That's 
that's the the only argument I'm making is that this scene is very deliberately painting him in a very positive light, step by step, positive, 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 without and and stated as without even a hint of darkness, right? But then Ben takes his his knowledge from the future and applies it to this Jason from the past and says he was always doomed because he wanted to learn. That's the only thing he says. Come on. That's so weak to me, man. Of all the, of all the things that you could have done in that scene to actually show us what Ben is seeing or feeling, right? All that all that the reader is being shown is good, 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 without any hint of bad. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, even just a squint of the eyes or anything. That's what anything, I was talking about. Yeah, like small, he should... Yeah. He should like he should make a grumpy face or he should exasperatedly ruffle his hair or something like any bit of impatience, any bit of like insolence that would justify Ben more concretely his opinion, I think. But the way that this is written, it's just like, wow, I'm so sad because he used to be such a good guy. Not. Look at the darkness hiding inside of him or something. He doesn't say he feels it in the force. He doesn't say he senses it. He just says, I know it. And that fucking bothers me, in case you can't tell. I, I, I can. It just, it's, it's flimsy as fuck again. You're telling me he flow walks back to the past, sees an immaculate, perfect, untainted Jason... And doesn't have a hint of hope that he could have been changed or saved. You know what I mean? Ben has never seen Jason that good before. No, he actually makes a comment saying, wondering if he'd ever seen Jason like that and he couldn't remember a time. Right, and the answer is no, because this is him at his all-time best. Well, (laughs) I guess not, if this is after the Yuzhan Vong War and the Killick War or whatever. But... Man, oh man, this just felt really soft to me. To say, he, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't see it, he doesn't hear it, he doesn't smell it, he doesn't feel it, sense it, he just knows it. And that is either really shittily finished up, or a fucking brilliant echo of how the rest of the galaxy feels about the Jedi. We all get to see one thing, they feel a different thing, and then they tell us what the truth is between reality of our experience and the reality of their experience. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. The, it's the, the thing that Dahl has been talking about the whole time. We're supposed to just trust you when you say you feel something? With no evidence. He doesn't look bad. He's not acting bad. He's not being even a little bit rude. But Ben is so sure, he's crying, sobbing, screaming his way out of the flow walk. I don't I don't fucking know about that. Yeah, it seems like even even just knowing what he knows and what's going to happen that still seems such a for what he just saw, such an exaggerated response even. That's that's what I'm saying. It's He's he's a child jumping to conclusions and he's not detective spy soldier. You know, he's being a sad baby and not looking at the evidence in front of him like we're used to him doing in the last series. You know, 
thinking about things logically and only, you know, processing thing in different things in different piles, I guess. I don't know, man. I just did not. When I was reading this scene, I was like, wow, look at how amazing Jason is. And then at the end of it, Ben goes, oh my God, he's always evil. And I'm like, you fucking what? I don't, you just saw what? This was not, I don't know. This was not the exchange that showed what Ben is feeling to me. And I'm mad. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just like knowing that whatever was there was already there and broken and not being able to fix it. Maybe that's his biggest thing. And so that begs a question for me then. Either Jason was already corrupted before he started this journey and gathering this information, right? As Ben is saying right now, this is stop number two mm-hmm. on Jason's galactic tour. So either he's already evil and destined to be Kytus, as Ben is saying from this flow walk, before he goes on this journey, or he's not. And so if he is, then why are we doing this journey? Because any information we uncover along the way is invalid because he's already doomed to the dark side, according to Ben. No? Yes? Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. He's he's already he's already doomed to go to where, like, at that point, from the, I think, in my opinion, he started on that journey to be Kytus um, with, um, Vergere. It was all little, her plan, right? The, yeah, the little bird thing. Yeah, Ver, it torture. was Vergere and Lumaya's plan, as was Vergere, revealed yeah. in the last book or whatever. Uh, last yeah. series, I mean. So but, when he started but, so the then, journey, he was already headed there. Okay, so if that is the accepted answer, then why are we? Why is this journey worth anything? This is knowledge gathering so they can but that knowledge didn't affect whether or not he fell to the dark side so what the fuck the normal but the normal people think it did sure i guess so is this whole this whole journey is going to be to prove a negative to to or like to prove that the information that he gathered didn't turn him to the dark side but it was something else and we don't know what it was because to me it's like if he's okay so so at this step, step two, Ben's like, oh my God, he was already doomed when I flow walk and see him at this step of his journey, right? Then why are we not going backwards further? Go find information about Vergere and the Yuzhan Vong torturing and all that stuff. Go back further. You're not steps far enough back. Yeah. If he's I- already doomed, you haven't gone back far enough to the- gather the information to understand why he fell to stop other Jedi from falling. This is fucked right now it's a lot of it's a lot of like hypothetical what we're doing now hypothetical yeah. conversation about magic essentially <laughs> and, it's just, and, and i don't know and we don't know it's it has to do with time and paradoxes and, i think your your point is 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 a good one that this is information for the common people, uh-huh. right? This is to set their fears aside and assuage them so that Luke Skywalker can come out of exile. But if all you're going to come back with is a bunch of information about why he didn't 
fall to the dark side because he was already doomed to fall to the dark side? Then how is the next stop useful? I just, you know what I mean. Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I have, I have one more, one more thing. I'll yeah, say. yeah. Fire it up. The, the only thing I can think of is because, you, like, you can't change the past. Even then, if as far as they are concerned, Jason was doomed to the dark side from the very beginning, from day one he was born. Right? Because well, eventually I don't know. he would end up there. Well, no, you because can't change the past. But that's the argument is that's what they're looking for is the turning point. Yeah. So the so argument maybe being something that he something that he learned or was taught and he thought, hey, maybe I can manipulate the future. Maybe that's what made him twist. Like finally accept that dark side. Well, I don't think so, man, because because um well because number one the belief is that you can't change the future. And up until this point, when the Ang T just got thrown into a fucking conniption about what's real and what's not, that was the belief of the teaching is that you can't change the future. So I think it would be assumed Jason wouldn't believe that. But also the point being Ben saying before this moment, he was already turning to the dark side or whatever. Right. And so flow walking then had nothing to do with it. No, flow walking, something, he was on his path already, but something already, like, flicked flicked that switch that made him go, okay, I am willing to do absolutely anything. Yes, but if we're on a, if we're on a monopoly, like, if we're on a game board, and we're at step two, and the finish line is step ten, and you find out the answer to winning the game is step negative five... And you just keep going forward from two. What are you going to learn? They need to go backwards now at this point. If it's been decided, you know, he's doomed, right? I would think that that would be, they would go back to Roger and the war. And that would be a good place. And at at which point is that is flow walking, not super valuable then. And Luke Skywalker hasn't learned it. Yeah, that'd be ridiculously valuable. You go to where he was tortured and just go whoop, 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 whoop. Yep, or at least, yes, you just observe even. You just observe and understand. Not, yeah, you don't touch nothing. Right, because Luke's whole, uh, his the, the whole impetus for his disdain for learning to flow walk is that it's useless because you can't change the past or the present or the future. Mm-hmm. What if you're using it to a task that's not trying to change something, but trying to observe and learn something. You ignorant bitch. Yeah, uh, knowledge is always useful. And you're telling me the most powerful man in the galaxy with the codex in his hand couldn't just by sheer force of force will pinpoint the exact moment that, uh, that Jason turned to the dark side and travel there and watch. But he hasn't learned this power. And so... All of my ranting and arguing and bitching and complaining has to be based off the opinion of a 16-year-old that I can't trust anymore. At the moment. He's been terrible in these two books. Ben Skywalker has been terrible in these two books. He's been all over. Really, really inconsistent. Especially compared to the growth from the last series. But we're not going to complain about that again right now because... We're going to cut to Ben telling Luke 
and Tadar Rowe that he never wants to flow walk again. Sad baby. Uh-huh. Also, turns out that Jason touched the codex too. And he also felt the wrongness in the maw all the way back when he was here. How about that? Well, that's useful. Things are not wrong in the maw just now. Things have been wrong in the maw for X years. number of years. Ten, yeah, ten, like what? Like 10, ten years almost? Something like that. I was just going to say. Something like that. And also, Tadaro tells them, hey, don't go to the maw. Because that's where the mind drinkers dwell. The what? Sounds terrifying. Well, don't go there. That's where the mind drinkers dwell. And here's a little riddle for you humans. The path of enlightenment runs through the chasm of perfect darkness. The way is narrow and treacherous. But if you can follow it, you will find what you seek. All right. What the hell do you think this riddle is about? Mind well, you, it's no tassels, but go ahead. Yeah, it's no. It's to get to, like, to get to your knowledge, to get to the light. Sometimes you have to go through through a bad or the dark time or whatever, right? Like, you hit, you sometimes... The best I can explain it for real life without all that confusing talk <laughs> is sometimes you have to hit rock bottom before you can go back up. Well, how much kind more rock bottom do you get than a 10-year exile and you're going the wrong direction in a chase through time? Yeah, but pretty much. Does yeah, it have, does it have a deeper meaning, though, or is it what I think? Which is that he's telling them to fly into a black hole. The path to enlightenment is through the perfect center of darkness or what the fuck ever. I'm not picking it up to read it again. Paraphrasing a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. He gives him this riddle, though, and then in a moment of full circle, completed writingness, he tells Luke and Ben to figure it out for yourselves. Because that's the moral of our whole trip to Ang Ang TT, the home world of the Ang T. The Baron Doe sages taught us that hiding from the truth is wrong. And the Ang Ti teach us to figure it out. Valuable, fucking well-spent lessons. Stupid. Yep, yep. Honestly. I, I like your dark, I like your black hole theory. <laughs> but like the I whole, really this whole Ang Ti arc had so much promise when they first started. Talking about how, you know, they can bend time and there's hallucinations and it's all very weird out here. And then we get to the end of the journey and they're they're They walk three blank days across an alien planet to play with garbage. And then Luke tells everybody fucking figure it out. And that's the accepted moral of the story. That there is no there is no answer for anything you want. You have to figure it out on your own, right? Okay. It's a good life lesson. Yeah. What the fuck though? It's, I a, thought... it's another one of those things 
how come these people haven't been able to figure out some of this stuff on their own? Well, because of reasons. But here's the thing. Now that they've been told to, now they can. Luke Skywalker saving the galaxy by telling everybody to fucking figure it out. And you know what? He might not have learned how to flow walk like a dickhead because that would be super useful. But he did learn how to teleport objects. No big deal. It's cool, too. Yeah, the guy hands Ben the weapon that the assassin tried to use to kill his father with. And then Luke teleports it out of Ben's hands into his own hands. And back again. So No, he tosses it back. Oh, he does toss it back? Okay. But yeah, so, so I'm sure that power will be really useful for three fucking sentences in the next book. Just like the lightning rotting was useful for three sentences in this book. Yeah, they got through the nebula or whatever. Yeah, it bought them enough time to jump around aimlessly until they were found by the aliens, who then they told to figure it out. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know about this right now. Maybe it's just today. I don't know. I'm having a good day, so I don't know if it's just the day. But I was so into this book an episode or two ago. And coming through these last five chapters, I'm just like, woof. Bunch of fucking frayed ends of the rope lit on fire. Like, yeah, I don't. Uh, what a bad landing on the finish for the Ang T thing. You're in you're in a mystical place with time bending aliens, and in the end of it, he touches something that we'll never see again, allegedly, and tells them I've learned nothing. Come on. That's, yeah, that's lame. Hey, I want him to at least have it or hey, maybe he does have it. Maybe he used his little teleporty thing and teleported it to his ship or something. Or what about this? You have learned something insightful about Jason, as is the goddamn plan. Yeah. Nothing. Two planets in a row. They go to track down Jason's past, and they're just like, yeah, Jason was here for a minute, but listen, this is all way more important. No, it's not. No, it's not to me. But anyways... The, uh, maybe it will the, be later. Maybe it will be later. Yeah, maybe it will be. Maybe that codex will come back again or something. Or or maybe nothing interesting did happen at these first few planets, and then when he gets to the last one, it'll be like, oh, shit. Or maybe, maybe he'll go to the next one and be like, this one's not interesting either. Switching gears for the next two, two trilogies. Of the triple trilogy. I don't know. Luke and Ben... With their newfound powers. And, of course, neither one of them would have both powers, right? No. Luke and Ben fire up. One person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is just, you know, more reason for them to stick together. Luke and Ben fire up the Jade Shadow and set a course for the Maw to find the Mind Drinkers. Okay, alrighty. That's a terrible plan. I mean... Is it any worse of a plan than jump aimlessly through a nebula till 
till we find aliens that might or might not tell us something? Is that any worse of a plan than let's go to a planet where every time we go somewhere, let's pick a planet that doesn't like people and outsiders? All right. We're going to learn a lot. I don't know. I just thought. These ones actually sound violent, though. Yeah, but be be as violent as you want. Be as violent as you want. They're never going to be threatened. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. Three days they crossed an alien planet. Nope, no threat, no danger, no nothing even interesting of note. And all that just to get to garbage piles, man. Yeah. I got nothing, all right? I don't know, it's indefensible. This The ang arc started very promising. Very weird, very unique for Star Wars. And then literally ended with nothing and I don't know. But I got a yeah. I got a weird feeling from another place. Come on. Maybe it's all building to the end. Maybe it's all I don't know. Yeah, well we fucking say that a lot. Chapter twenty five. <laughs> Cash. <laughs> it's big meeting time for the Sith. We felt Skywalker, so let's go get... BAM! They're interrupted by a massive outpouring of dark side energy. And ship takes off. He abandons the Sith, and they decide to forget Luke for now and get that goddamn ship back. Vroom, vroom, he gone! He just took off. Yeah, Vistara actually yells out loud. Yeah. And then we cut like, to... Where are you going? Yeah. And then we cut to bedtime for Alana. And why is there no location tag for this cut? Anyway. Remember that Nexu mom that Leia inexplicably pinned to the metal deck with an energy weapon? Yeah. Well, that Nexu had cubs. And Alana wants to raise one. Because it's the right thing to do. She's got them Jason Animal Jesus genetics, right? Mm-hmm. Pit that versus a deadly animal. Leia tells her, we'll see. And then we cut to Tahiri. She's going to get a saber-toothed tiger as a pet. Yeah, a wide-mouthed yeah, saber-toothed she... tiger. Yeah. And then we cut to Tahiri, robotically eating dinner, wondering about Jaina, thankful not to be named for this dark meld conspiracy. Because, you know, they had to do the expose interview and, and drop some names. And Tahiri is thinking about how she might be able to rejoin the Jedi when, knock, knock, it's Dala's revenge. Uh And is this a retaliation for the Jedi or is this something that's been in the work for a while? Because Tahiri Vela is under arrest for the murder of Gilad Pelion and treason. But, okay, the murder of Pelion. Dala's best that, friend. That, yeah, but that would be a, wouldn't that be an Empire thing? I don't think or so, the because the Empire has become part of the GA now, right? No, they're still their own separate place. No, man, they're all the same team now. Well, they're all working together, but then why then why does Jack have to be the head of the empire then if they're all the same thing? Well, it's like the UN. There's like a head of each country, right? But they all are working together, yeah. But 
he's he was her best friend. Never mind, yeah. never mind what government he worked for. She's president of the galaxy. She's not just president of Coruscant, right? The GA is assumed to be power jurisdiction over everything now. And everybody's supposed to cooperate together. So mm-hmm. why now, two years later, Tahiri is under arrest? This yeah, is... Uh, go ahead. You go ahead. I think that uh, Dala's little assistant there is real shifty. I think he's real sharp, yeah. And I think, you know what? I think this is... I think it's as much retaliation against the Jedi... As it is service of justice. She's not wrong to be arrested, right? No, she should have been arrested two years ago. So let me say that once again. Dalla is not wrong. I'm saying that a lot for a ruthless murder woman of the Empire who came out of the Maw that's apparently very disturbing. She's not wrong. And so, pow. The end. We go out with a bang after a few stumbles. But once again, I'm going to say this felt rushed. Yeah, the the I the whole this whole last just the last little bit here. This whole episode. The, well, no, I I'm I I don't understand some of the for this last chapter some like why why have the Alana part in there? Yeah, this it was like it was a big, big rush to 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 set the threads for the next book or something. Like, I don't yeah. know, hurrying to get these conclusions of the stories to set up, yeah, the next leg of each adventure, right? Like, here's what's happening uh, with Dala and the government. Here's what's happening with Leia and Jaina. Here's what's happening with the Sith. Like, bang, 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 really quick, where. She's barely been doing vignettes all book. That hasn't been the jam. It's been three straight chapters of people at a time. And yeah, then now, we actually commented that we liked it. Yeah, and then now in the last chapter, like, don't get me wrong, I like having at the end of the book, I like tagging Tahiri back in. Like, that's Troy Dunning's character, right? You're tagging her back yeah. in to set him up to really work with her in the next book. I don't mind tagging her back in, but this chapter is all out of order. Yeah, it's it's it is kind of if you're gonna do nutty. yeah if you're gonna do all three of these things at the end, I think I would do Alana first, and yep. then Tahiri, and then Sith and Ship, because that yeah, is it, drastic. The big the big threat the big thing that's gonna ha- that's going on the Sith resurgence I guess is what I would call it. Yeah, but no. Again, this chapter feels like a mess. Like, honestly, this whole episode is whew, stumbly. It's not, it's not sticking landings. No, it's not a, it definitely wasn't the smoothest um, chapter set we've had. No, man. And, and for being the end of the book, I mean, I guess it's just book two of nine. Yeah, there's still a lot to go. But I mean, like, the ending to the Luke and Ben arc was disappointing, as mentioned. <laughs> mm-hmm. The ending to the Jaina arc was confusing to have Dala just kind of back off of that. 
And then yeah, but she's getting married. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that. And then and then the end of the 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 Han and Leia arc is just once again them putting the little kid to bed and being like, yeah, we'll do the wrong thing, kid. You can fucking count on it. It's exactly what I expected, though, when we read that. Oh, yeah. That uh, part. I knew she was going to want a dangerous animal. They pointed out specifically the next, like, before shit went sour, they specifically pointed out the Nexu and talked about how many teeth it had or whatever, right? Like, that was Mm -hmm. one that she was specifically paying attention to. And you know, it's in her genetics, right? Yeah. Jason is the animal handler. Her... Her great grandparents were both once tried to be fed to a Nexu. It's got a whole familial connection to it. Yeah. But as much as I liked that little bit of it, I didn't like all the endings. I think it's the first time out of these 11 books that I'm like really dissatisfied with each of the ending to each arc. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, I, I, but I did as much as the endings were, were the disappointing, like the Luke and Ben I liked because this was kind of the start of the Vestara. Yeah. Getting into things. I liked that. And that I whole like, arc. I want to know what's going on with Tahiri. That I, whole I arc of, that the, of the Sith from top to bottom was, was solid. That ending right yeah. there of. Of oh my god, we sense Luke Skywalker, and oh my god, our like our patron saint savior ship has abandoned us. That was very yeah. solid, very very good. Yeah. But the Luke and Ben thing was only good for me all along because it held so much mystery. You know what I mean? It was like there yeah. was so much promise of weirdness, and then yeah. it was just kind of like snake tongues on the face and one hallucination. One assassination attempt, and then no answers. And yeah. then, and you know, the Jaina arc was was pretty cool. That what what was that? That was them capturing Seth Hell in this book. Uh, oh. yeah, yeah. That the whole dark meld, yeah, the whole dark meld thing, right? And yeah, and and pulling uh, what's that other one into? <laughs> what that other one? Yeah, the other one. Uh, Techly? The Seth Helen. No, no, no. There's Seth Helen. They oh, have yeah. Two the, Jedi there. The Natua Wan thing at the circus with Han. Yeah, Wan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I gotta, I just, I don't know, man. I think, I think a lot of the, a lot of the third arcs of these threads did not live up to the hype of the first two arcs in this book. Does that make sense? Like the first two bits of each story set them up to be really, really good. And only the Vistara, uh Lost Tribe one really stayed really good. The rest yeah, of them kind of I failed think, to deliver. Well, and I think they were, they were built up so well yeah. that it, it was, it, unless they wrote like a, it would have to be chapters for each one. It would have fallen short no matter what. Well, and there we come to the, main argument I've been making the whole fucking episode needed more pages. It's all rushed at the end. Yeah. The last four, maybe five are, are rushed, rushed, rushed. 
When you skip three days exploring a brand new planet, I know you're Russian. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a fucking cool tree to even mention. No, yeah, Some the kinda... only thing they mentioned was that uh, he wasn't talking as soon as they started walking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there wasn't like. But he stopped talking. I don't know, man. What I don't know. That's it. Pow. Oh, the yeah. end. What else did we like? What else didn't we like? Find out next week when we review. Fate of the Jedi, book two, Omen. And we preview Fate of the Jedi, book three, Abyss. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Where is Zach? No one cares. In space. <laughs> Zach is in space. What you doing, half that man? For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.